Good evening and hope you had a fantastic day. So, ready to share another insight in preparation for Purim, which begins tomorrow night following Tanit Esther, the fast of Esther, which starts tomorrow morning. I figure that in year one of our seven and a half year cycle, we can share some of the foundational insights and powerful lessons that one can and must learn from the story of Purim just to get started. My personal favorite is definitely the following. In chapter 4, we pick up the story at the point where the edict has already been passed by Ahasuerus at the request of Haman to destroy every single Jew throughout the entire kingdom. There is pandemonium throughout the land, and it seems like all hope is lost. And yes, while we said a few days ago in episode 61 that the story is a glaring lesson of how God is always looking out for us from behind the stage, that does not at the same time mitigate the role that we must play. But the philosophical conundrum that this contradiction contradiction sorry creates is a bit challenging. Is God running the show or is it up to me? And if he is, then why do my actions matter at all? So with that background, let's jump into the story. Knowing that there is a genocidal edict against the Jews, Mordechai realizes he can't just sit back, but has to put in what we call in Hebrew hishtadlus, or effort. God can work miracles, but only if we put in our effort first. So Mordechai realizes that the Jews have an in with Ahasuerus because it just so happens that his wife is Esther. What a coincidence! Or like we said in a previous post, Hashkacha Pratis, a moment of divine providence. I mean, what are the chances that the king who decrees to kill all Jews is in love with and married to a nice Jewish girl? So Mordechai approaches Esther and says, listen, Esther, there is a huge, in fact, monumental danger facing the Jews that I'm not sure if you're aware of living in the palace. The Jews are about to be annihilated and we have to do something. You're the queen. And if anyone can get the attention of Ahasuerus and reverse the decree, you are the one, in fact, possibly the only one who can pull this off. Esther gets the message sent by Mordechai and says, ah, So I get it, but everyone knows that you can't just walk into the king's chambers unless he wants you there. And to be honest, I haven't even been called to see him for the past month now. It's very possible that he does not want to see me. And quite frankly, in case you think he's a bluffer, if you get on his bad side, remember the only reason why I'm queen is because he killed his last wife when he wasn't happy with her. So not sure it's right time for me to go in and do this. When that message is delivered back to Mordechai, he has to respond and in some way get Esther to take action. After all, what seems to be the future or the end of the Jewish people rests on her shoulders. She is the Hail Mary play on this one. They have no plan B. So what does Mordechai say back to her? Well, what would you expect him to say? Maybe something like, hey, Esther, I know it's scary, but you gotta do it. The entire Jewish people are resting on your shoulders. It's time to take action or at least go down trying. Or if he wanted, he could have used the old Jewish guilt approach. Oh, you're right, Esther. I get it. It's scary. You don't want to do anything too dangerous. Don't worry about it. I understand. Of course, we'll all be dead. But hey, at least you'll be okay and live happily ever after. So don't worry about little old us, all the Jewish people. No biggie. In fact, there are half a dozen other responses I could think of giving. But then Mordechai gives one of the most unexpected but powerful messages in, I believe, all of Tanakh, the entire Jewish canon. He starts off by saying, Hey Esther, Translated as, If you keep silent in this time of crisis, don't worry Esther, relief and deliverance will come to the Jews from some other avenue. Now stop right there. If I was petrified to do something, albeit important, but super dangerous, and you told me, Hey Rafi, don't worry about it. If you don't do anything, I'm sure it will all work out some other way. 
I would say to myself, phew, I'm off the hook and say, great, I'm out. After all, you don't really need me. But then Mordechai continues, yep, it will all work out some other way. We won't disappear as a Jewish people. After all, we have an eternal promise from God that we are never disappearing. And in case you doubt that, all one literally has to do is look at Jewish history. We've been oppressed by the biggest and meanest, the Egyptians, the Greeks, the Romans, the Persians, and even as recently as the Germans. And while they all oppressed us for a time, while they were the most powerful forces in the world... They no longer are those strong world powers, and yet somehow the Jews have seen them all and beat them all and stand stronger than ever. You know the famous piece by Mark Twain, I assume. If not, shoot me a message and I'll share it with you. The Jews aren't going anywhere. So like Mordechai said, Esther, don't worry. The Jews will make it out of this one alive. But then he continues. But if you don't do something, atu besavicha tovedu. If you stay quiet at this time, you know who will disappear? You and your father's house will perish. Yes, the Jews will continue to make their eternal mark on history, but you know who will be lost forever? You. And who knows, perhaps you've attained the position of royalty just for this purpose. And Esther, let's be honest, your entire life might have been positioned exactly for this moment, for you to take step onto the world stage and make that historic difference. See, we often think everything in life depends on us, when in fact, our purpose and our significance in life actually depends on the situations that surround us. And by us making the right choices, we are given the opportunity to make an immortal difference. Esther, this book can be your story in the annals of history, Megillah Esther, the scroll, the story of Esther. And God has positioned you at this very moment to be that hero. If you don't, don't think the Jews are gone. God will have another plan. It could be that a man named Steve could end up being the barber of Achishverosh and while schmoozing, he could find out that their long lost cousins and Achishverosh asks if there's anything he can do as a favor for all those lost years. Or perhaps Haman could get up one day with a heart attack on the way to the palace and all the decrees of Haman are overturned by the new viceroy in command. Sounds unlikely, but God has many ways that the story can unfold. And after all, what are the chances that a nice Jewish girl would be the queen to Achishverosh at this time? So making the right choice is not what makes history work out but it's what makes you a meaningful part of history. Esther, if you don't do this, you will simply be someone that could've, should've, would've, but didn't, and will fade away without a trace of memory. But if you do carpe diem, seize the moment, this could be your defining moment in life and for history. Why do I love this idea? Because it's what inspires me every day to give it my all. Sure, there are many ways that solutions can come about. But who knows if God put me here and now to be the one to make that difference. And through that action, make my life full of meaning. A simple analogy I often think of is back in the day when I used to take the bus to school. There were times that an elderly person would get onto a packed bus and there were no seats to be found. And you're faced with that decision, do I give up my seat or not? And what often happens if you balk or choose not to is that someone else will eventually do it. But when they do, one always thinks to themselves, man, I could have been the person who gets up to give a seat to someone and through that process give my day a meaningful purpose. True, they got the seat anyhow, but I was the one who could have done it and didn't. The story of Miguelatus there is about realizing that there is a story that is much bigger than each of us. It predates us and will continue after us. And our question is simply, do we stand up and play a lead role in that unfolding story? Because we all can. We all have a story that we can be the lead role in, every single one of us. It is worth taking that lens with you in the days ahead. It turns you from an extra in the story of history to the main character. 
And with that, I wish you a wonderful night. I'll see you tomorrow at some point. It'll be a busy day with Purim, but ain't going to miss this time together with all of you. See you tomorrow.